bad and bullshit. Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Erica. And we are back today with some more not Ukraine content. (laughs) So we will be talking about some fuckery that's happening in both Texas and Florida. And then we will get into Facebook and their allowing of hate speech towards Russian soldiers. Because a private company can just determine what hate speech is, apparently. But before we get into that, some housekeeping. Make sure you subscribe to the pod, badbitchypodcast.substack.com to make sure you get the full episode. So we typically put out 10 to 15 minutes and you're missing like a huge chunk of the conversation. And many of our quite intelligent insights, if I do say so myself. Yeah. So I mean... I mean, it's not a high bar. <laughs> you know what? I can't wait till Leslie Lewis gets really into the mix and nobody, everybody. I want to see how people are going to walk around this race issue. Uh, we'll, be they, the, we'll be the one-stop shop for the Leslie Lewis content. Let's we just will. Say that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All of, because who has the range really? The range? No one. No one. Okay. No Good. One. So that's why you come to Bad and Vichy. <laughs> and don't forget to subscribe. Yes. Hit that and button. So Erica wrote a column in the Hill Times last week about girl boss feminism for International Women's Day. And that was kind of a really great companion piece to last week's misogynist of the week, which was girl boss feminism. Mm-hmm. And so you can access the unpaywalled version on notinmycolor.com. And In case you didn't know, Erica is on Toronto Today every Monday morning with Greg Brady. And in the show notes, there is a link to last Monday's episode. So make sure you check out for that. And then I'm going to be guest editing the Vancouver Tech Journal this month. And so there was a post announcing that in the Vancouver Tech Journal this past week. And I also wrote a story about International Women's Day and the Backbone Angels, which is a Vancouver and Ottawa based or angel investing firm. And they uh, invest primarily in women and BIPOC owned businesses. Nice. So that's very cool. So check that out on the Vancouver Tech Journal. Links to both of those things are in the show notes. And so Erica, let's get into it. In case you've been living under a rock, Texas really has it out for trans children. And so Jeffrey Younger fought for years with his ex-wife, a pediatrician, over the gender identity of one of their twins. While she followed the advice of their children's doctor to affirm the child's desire to dress as a girl, grow long hair, and be known as Luna, Mr. Younger steadfastly objected. He resisted the new name, insisting instead on boys' clothes, short haircuts, and the name the couple had chosen at birth. What began in a single household in a small community outside Dallas, Texas, became a very public custody battle between Mr. Younger and Dr. Ann Gorgulis, transforming him into a folk hero among conservatives and amplifying a growing effort to roll back transgender protections in state houses across America. It also paved way for an order last month by 
Governor Greg Abbott in Texas to investigate parents for child abuse if they provide certain medical treatments to their transgender children. And so on February 22nd of this year, Governor Abbott ordered his state's Department of Family and Protective Services to consider gender-affirming care for transgender adolescents as child abuse. Child abuse. Hmm. Later that same week, according to a lawsuit, an employee of the actual Department of Family and Protective Services, whose 16-year-old daughter is trans, went to her boss to ask how the governor's orders would affect her family. She was placed on administrative leave later that day, and investigators from her employer showed up at her home demanding medical records, according to the lawsuit. And the message was clear. No one is safe from Abbott's transgender family purge. As a sidebar, could you imagine working in a place that instituted a law that directly attacked your family and then mentioning it to your boss to say, hey, like, I'm curious how about this would affect me and then them putting you on leave and then sending people to your house. That's so fucked up. That's Gestapo shit. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway... Texas recently had a primary for their gubernatorial elections and Abbott cruised to a victory over two even more conservative opponents. Both of the other opponents had tried to attack the governor for his government's previous inability to pass a ban on gender affirming care for youth through the legislature. It appears Abbott chose to neutralize his critics through executive power. The move appeared to work for Abbott electorally even as his own government turned against a colleague overnight. State of the Union that we covered last week, Biden said that he has trans kids' backs and he called for the passage of the Equality Act, an already legislatively dead bill that cannot pass unless the filibuster is removed. And let me tell you the issue, the filibuster is extremely fucked up and I just don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I I don't even want to go into the filibuster shit. Yes, it's... I, I don't I don't have the energy right now. Yeah. And so the, the language Biden used in the State of the Union was very similar to what he said in his inaugural address back in 2021. And in that year between Republicans have only ramped up the rhetoric attacking trans kids and their families. Hmm. And so the Health and Human Services Office for, for Civil Rights, which under the Trump administration was the federal leader in contur- curtailing trans rights, announced it would intervene and defend trans kids and their families from targeted attacks from state agencies. This is so fucked up. I know. I don't even know where to start. Uh, I don't see what the problem is or how child abuse is an argument when it's letting children dress the way they want, when it's letting children grow their hair the way they want especially in the example that we spoke about, it's just like, they just want to live their life the way they want. The whole thing just seems very antithetical to me to the whole raison d'etre of Republicans, which is a lack of government intervention. This seems pretty heavy handed for a party that does not like government intervention and wants to keep government out of households. This seems like the exact opposite. Oh, it's exactly the exact opposite. But this does kind of, you know, it does fit with the whole white supremacy, Christian right, Republic of Gilead type. (laughs) 
you know, um, country or society that these people want. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we talked about, I think it was, when was the whole bathroom thing in North Carolina? Was that 2015 or something? Yeah. Um, you know, trans kids are a target because number one, I, I still think that people, a lot of people are still kind of getting used to that, to trans, non-binary, just gender diversity. There's a lot, a lot of space to start with misinformation mm. and, and severe disinformation campaigns, manipulating the issue to make it look, um, to make them look inhuman, mm-hmm. or subhuman. Mm-hmm. It's pretty bold to do it with children, but what they will do is they will, they will cast these children as victims of left-wing adults that have their own political agenda. Like that's the way people raise their kids or something, you know? And so, you know, they, this is just yet another trans in general have been the butt of every piece of dehumanization Mm -hmm. that one could come up with. I mean, and I will say more than black people, which is a rare thing I would say, well, if you're trans and black, good Lord, you have the highest murder rate in America. Yeah. And so, and, and the average, I think lifespan is like 35 or 40 because um, just the violence that, that they endure and they're exposed to is unreal. And this dehumanization and the constant dehumanization of specific groups, I'm, I'm finding out as I read more history that a lot of this is led by the state. Mm-hmm. Like historically, different groups and stuff, it is state-led. And it just goes to show how much the state and politicians and legislation and policy are there to entrench these social codes. Yeah, and, and I think this is a great example as to why... I mean, another great example as to why elections matter. Yeah, elections fucking matter. And they matter. Consequences. And the local ones especially matter. Okay, especially. The more local the election, the more important it is. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the the Republicans are also bringing about the whole transgender issue in sport, which is an issue that affects about 1% of children's sports. If it's that, um, if, if that, that, if that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Republicans are just so happy to wage these culture wars. And as we get into the next issue too, they're making it harder. So they're going to separate children from their parents, or they're going to, you know, claim child abuse on behalf of these families. But, but separating families is a tactic, right? If you want to destroy a community, you separate families. That's like, it's like biblical or something, (laughs) I feel. But there's a reason why refugees coming across the border from, from, through Mexico and some from Mexico, there's a reason why family separation is the policy is because you separate children from their parents and they are even more vulnerable Mm-hmm. And they are subject to conditioning and they're subject to programming and abuse mm-hmm. that I really do think that that is just part of the point. Yeah, because they, they, they view that the family is the issue, not the children. They're being indoctrinated into this 
lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, and, if, you know, yeah. you send them to a God-fearing home, mm-hmm. then they'll be fine. On that note, Erica, it's been a delight as always. As always, I'm so fucking tired. I need to go to, like, I, I just want to take a nap. But I'm watching, I, I need to watch the end of Inventing Anna because I got into it. <laughs> well, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and that you manage to get a nap. And I'm going to go cry because I'm so stressed. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, yeah. I'm not actually going to do that. I, that's me being dramatic. But, uh, you know, it is what it honestly, is. Honestly, honestly, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Yep. Yep. So we will be back next week with a fun interview that Eric is doing. Yes. So stay tuned for that and we will see you later. Bye. Bye.